Hi everybody, you're very welcome along to another episode of the Fantasyland FPL podcast with myself, Stephen Gilroy. Alongside me today, once again, Dar Ruan, you're very welcome back. Hi, Steve. Um, it has been a tough game week 36 for some people, and it's probably been unbelievable for other people across the double game week. Of course, it's been a really long game week, and it's not over just yet because uh, Tottenham and Arsenal play tonight in the final game of game week 36. So, as always, the Twitter page, you can check it out on at FantasylandFPL on Twitter, and it's on Instagram as well, if you want to go over and uh, follow us there, if you like. And coming up on the pod today, obviously, we're going to go through the game week, game week 36 results. We're going to chat a bit about how we got on ourselves, myself and Dara, good and bad of the week, the watch list. We're going to talk about captaincy. And we might discuss some transfer plans. Although I know Dara doesn't like to talk about transfer plans because he said it to me off air last week. He says he feels like he's given away his best kept secrets. But uh, yeah, we might briefly touch on it at the end of the podcast. So without further ado, I suppose, I'll just run through the results very quickly. Then we'll kind of skim over some of the uh, before best performances of the weekend and uh, we'll get involved into the rank then. So this is, might take me a couple of minutes now. So Bear with me. There's a lot of results and a lot of uh, a lot of goals that went in across the uh, last week or so in the Premier League. So starting off with Saturday, Brentford beat Southampton by three goals to nil with Pontus Janssen getting in on the goals in that game. Burnley lost out by, by three goals to one against Aston Villa. Ali Watkins, Bundia and Danny Ings on the score sheet for Stephen Gerrard's side. Chelsea were 2 0 up against Wolves, and then I think it was between the 91st and the 97th minute they threw it away. Uh, two goals from Romelu Lukaku had put them 2 0 up, and then Connor Cody and Trim Cowell put the equaliser at the end of that game. Wilfred Zaha scored the only goal in the game against Watford. They won by a goal to nil. Brighton won by four goals to nil against Manchester United on Saturday evening. Trossard, Cucurella, Pascal Gross and Sacedo with a great strike, actually, in that game against United. The late game on Saturday then, uh, well, the later game, you could say, at a quarter to eight was Liverpool and Tottenham. Son opened the scoring for Tottenham, only for Diaz to get an equaliser, a fortunate enough equaliser uh, near the end of that game, which has kind of derailed Liverpool's title hopes. Uh, it doesn't look as good anymore for them. Moving on to Sunday then, Arsenal beat Leeds by two goals to one. Leeds were in trouble very early in this one, they were 2-0 down by two Eddie and Ketia goals. Uh, got a man sent off. Lou Gehling was sent off for a really, really bad tackle on, uh, I think it was Xhaka in that game. Diego Llorente gives them a lifeline later on in the second half, but it wasn't to be. There was nothing in that game for Leeds. Everton had themselves a priceless win over Leicester by two goals to one. West Ham beat Norwich by four goals to nil. Ben Rama scoring twice. Michel Antonio with one and Lanzini. Jared Bowen also got three assists in that game. More about him later. City won by five goals to nil against Newcastle. Sterling with two. Laporte, Foden and Rodrigo all with returns also. I think Kevin De Bruyne got a couple of assists for them goals and Cancelo. Uh, moving on to the midweek games. Liverpool beat Villa by two goals to one to keep their uh, faint title hopes alive. I think at this stage now it'll, see, uh, it'll be very difficult to see anything but a Manchester City win the Premier League title. But you never know. Chelsea beat Leeds by three goals to nil. Again, an absolute horror show in the second game of Leeds' double game week. Um, this time it wasn't uh, it wasn't Luke Ayling, but it was Dan James who got sent off after 27 minutes. And again, an early goal. The uh, tone was set very, very similar, like the Arsenal game 
in that one. Leicester beat Norwich with three goals to nil. Vardy scored twice. James or James Madison got the other goal, and Jay, and Harvey Barnes got uh, two assists. Yeah, he got two assists for two of Jamie Vardy's goals. Then Watford drew nil all with Everton, and finally City beat Wolves by five goals to one. Uh, City scoring five goals in two uh, two games or ten goals across two games. Uh, KDB the big hit of the game week with four. Uh, against Wolves uh, if you had him or if you had him captained then you know <laughs> end of story like that is just serious going uh, Sterling then got the other goal for City in that one final game as I mentioned of game week 36 is going to be the North London Derby tonight between Tottenham and Arsenal um, going to go a long way I suppose to kind of decide who's going to qualify for the Champions League Dara um, another weekend goes by where the two of us probably haven't enjoyed our team's results. Um, I suppose just to touch briefly on the on the Brighton game, like a, a freak result, really. To be fair, like I know Brighton are half decent, but you know Man United look like they're just falling apart. Yeah, it was really tough, tough uh, fantasy wise so far. Points and that. But yeah, also being a United Manchester United fan, it's been it's been a tough, uh, tough, tough couple of weeks, weeks, tough, a bit like... tough few months, tough year, really. Yeah. Um, but it looks like they're ready for the summer break, and hopefully, if we can just survive till then and get through the last couple of games, and with the new manager coming in, yeah. I I hope there's a big changes there. Um, but I think we may have been talking off air at one stage that I think it's deeper like than manager or even the players united it's it's it needs to come from within the club and there needs to be a lot a lot done yeah transfer policies even just I heard Gary Neville talking about this even the stadium itself has been run down yeah um, maybe that's down to the owners the glazers as well but yeah, it's not a nice time being a United fan. Even like on fantasy football, um, there's no joy in any United players really. No, at the moment Ronaldo would have been the only one across the last month or so that had any sort of yeah, Ronaldo. Like, but it's not Ronaldo. Yeah, literally. But I had I had Ronaldo, but I sold him, and then he's come good in fairness to me. He's come good the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I suppose you with your troubles as a United fan. My troubles as a Leeds fan don't look like they're going to get any better. I think uh, the general consensus is that we're probably really, really in trouble now at this stage. Um, I try to be as optimistic at times when it comes to Leeds, but uh, I just don't see, I don't see how we get out of this. Obviously, it's still possible. Burnley play Tottenham at the weekend, and then it's all about what happens after that. So obviously, if, if Tottenham turn Burnley over, and we go and beat, I think we have Brighton in our next game, then obviously the whole picture looks different, but we're basically in a small mini league with Burnley at the minute. I mean, get more points than Burnley, then we'll stay up. Uh, that's that's basically it. We can't rely on goal difference because our goal difference is shocking. Um, but yeah, look, I suppose it's hard. It's hard because uh, we've looked bad for you know a long period of months now, but um, hopefully next two games we can get something out of it. Over the course of the weekend, 
in relation to you know team performances or even just a couple of players that kind of stood out for you? I know we'll do the watch list in a while. Was there any particular players that that looked that looked really good uh, for you? Well, the one standout which I didn't have was De Bruyne, and I think his points return has made a huge difference in the rank for players that had him as captain. And I see some guys or some players um, had him as triple captain. Oh, wow. Uh, I think maybe one of our friends in one of the leagues really? had him as triple captain, possibly, if I'm correct. Oh, I must check saying that, out. that. But uh, he's one that was very impressive when he scored, I think, three with his left foot. Well, wow. with his right, and he's he's naturally right-footed. Yeah, he was one, um, and the one that for on my own team that stood out was uh, Michael Lenko, if that's how you pronounce it. I think the, so. Yeah. The left left back for Everton, and to be honest, before the last two weeks, I hadn't heard much about him. Um, but then I kind of looked into him, and I, I I was looking for a defender and. I looked at how his, he was doing and his points-wise, and he, he looked very impressive in his stats. So I said I'd go, punt, go for a punt. He was playing double game week, and it really paid off. He got, he got um, I think, eight points. He got a goal in the first game, mm-hmm. and they had a double game week, and then he got six. It was a clean yeah, sheet. It's a clean sheet, he yeah. Got, he got 14. And when I saw, when I looked at the... The live score when the Everton were playing in the first game, I was like brilliant. I couldn't believe it because he he got he had got the goal and I brought him in. Yeah, I think he's one to to look out for. And Everton Everton has another double game week as well to go. Um, who else have I down? I have Diaz again. We spoke about him, Steve, uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Like him, he's he's yeah he's impressed and he's get seems to be getting better and better and um. Last one, I would say, any Ketia or any Ketia? Yeah, Ketia, yeah. Arsenal, former Leeds man, yeah. He seems to be taking advantage of the lack of set not being there. Yeah, lack of set. Yeah. yeah, sorry, um, being not in the team and fair play to him because he's been there for cup games and league games and FA Cup games in the last couple of years. But I think he's looking for a new contract, so there could be he could be out of the club in the summer if that yeah. doesn't go well, and Arsenal decide to buy someone else. And um, but in terms of the last couple of games, I know I know it might be a bit late getting him in now, but um, players that got him in two or three or four weeks ago yeah. have got the points Return. points returns. Yeah. Other ones then that impressed me would be James and Sterling, um, but they're players that again with rotation. I don't know would they be for the. Mm. For down the line, um, yeah, like you, you say in Ketia, there it's funny. I said I seen on um, like the the game on Sunday when they played against Leeds, they mentioned beforehand that uh, you know we probably will be on the way out of the club at the end of the summer. You know, I think you know if he hasn't if he hasn't signed a contract by now, then you know the likelihood is he's probably going to move on. Um, I'd like to see him play regularly. I think if he played for you know like a mid-table team or maybe even higher than that. I think he'd actually do pretty well. Uh, I don't know if he's definitely the kind of player that Arsenal like long term to bring them to the next level. I'm not. I don't know if he's going to be that kind of player, but definitely, look, he's got the he's got the age and he's got the time on his side to uh, you know prove himself at a at a really decent club. So 
yeah, he's he, you're right. He's definitely one to look out for. Um, I suppose like with Kevin De Bruyne, like you mentioned there about the swing in rank, like literally what he did last night affected everybody, everybody in the game. You know, mm-hmm. I I uh, I I haven't owned him now for a few weeks, or I, actually I don't think I've owned him since I was on a free hit like the start of the year. But literally what he done last night, I mean, you seen, I seen on Twitter last night, people like the ranks have taken a huge blow because they don't have either KDB or Sterling. And then there's people who have had them and like they've absolutely shot through the roof. And um, I must check that out to see if that triple captain, uh, that was actually played on De Bruyne because that is a serious, uh, that's a serious haul. (laughs) But um, yeah, so I think... City, pretty impressive over over the couple of games uh, over the weekend. Uh, looking at West Ham as well, I know they're probably coming to life a little bit late. They should still probably secure a European spot. I don't have the table in front of me here. I don't know how close or how far they are off. But, you know, um, they seem to have got their attacking, you know, returns back on track again. Bowen seems to be coming alive again, three assists in a row. It's good to see. Um, Diaz, you spoke about. I think he's going to be a player that we're going to talk about a lot next season as well before it starts uh, about, you know, he's going to be, well, whatever price he's going to be is the next thing. You know, I, I'd say he's probably going to shoot up to, towards 9 million, 10 million. He's, uh, he's that good. And uh, I suppose the other results that kind of stood out was, well, it didn't, st- well, not stood out like, but Chelsea, you know, they're back in the goals again, and a certain Romelu Lukaku is back in the goals again. Now, again, like you say, I don't know at this time of the season, I don't know whether it's right to go for someone like Lukaku on the price that he is, but seems to be back in the goals again, uh, seems to be getting ahead of Havertz again for a lot of these games. So it'd be interesting to see over the next couple of games. I mean, obviously, I think he might play in the FA Cup final, but um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. So that is game week 36 wrapped up there all the results um let's move on to our rank so i'll go first because uh it's uh, irrelevant really uh, uh after the after all the games uh i suppose i don't have anyone playing tonight i don't have any tottenham or arsenal players so i'm sitting at 420k like um i finished on i think i finished on 70 points in the end um didn't think i'd get anywhere near 70 points but obviously I suppose with the results, the Man City results and different stuff like that, that kind of shot it up a little bit. The good, um, Foster in goal, 14-pointer. So, you know, he got himself a clean sheet last night against Everton. That's probably uh, the uh, a lot of the points that he got. Um, he Yeah, he conceded against Palace at the weekend. Uh, then another thing that kind of stood out straight away for me was I had planned to make Salah my captain. Um, that was the plan on Saturday and I was just kind of doing a few moves around with my team and the one thing I forgot to do was change my captain from Cancelo to Salah and then obviously the deadline passed and you know you're stuck with Cancelo as your captain not the worst thing in the world and in fairness it did work out pretty well in the end he ended up with 28 points across the two games so it's a pretty good attack, uh, attack and return from your captain it's no Kevin De Bruyne but still uh, Laporte then was another 
uh, good point for myself. Again, he got he got a goal against Newcastle, uh, and then he was uh, involved in a lot against Wolves as well. Actually, no, I think he only got a two pointer against Wolves, um, as far as I know. And that was pretty much it, really. Bernardo Silva didn't play the first game for City, but he got a five pointer uh, in the second game. He got himself an assist, and the uh, Liverpool trio didn't do anything in the end. Robertson with a two pointer, Trent with a four pointer, and Salah with a three pointer. And yeah, that was pretty much it. It's it was the main city guys that uh, did most of the damage, and uh, the Watford goalkeeper Ben Foster. So yeah, in around four hundred k, I don't want to be defeatist and say that my season is over, but it probably is uh, if I can finish in and around the hundred k mark. But at this stage now, it could take like a really left wing captain pick. You never know. This could be the week that I go for it, but. Um, yeah, 420k, not great. But again, um, yeah, we go again this week and try and get in and around maybe the 200k mark and uh, see if we can keep going. So that's me, Dara. Take it away. Give us give us your worst. It's been a tough, tough week, to be fair. Uh, I'm down to 42,559. And that's from, or it was 23,241. I'm on 73 points, which is for a single game week would be decent. Um, I did take a minus four, which brings me to 69, but the average is 66 for the week. So I'm just above average. Um, So in terms of double game week points, it's probably not the best. And then with the De Bruyne, people having him as captain and it's I brought my rank every time there was a game my rank seemed to be falling falling back and back Tell and even in the, yeah the mini mini leagues and the head to heads I just I was looking at it I'm playing average in one of one of our leagues we have with our with, um, yeah. our friends I've seen home that yeah yeah in Ireland um, but I'm just about beating it and I hopefully with tonight's games I'll, I'll get over the line with that um, yeah uh, just I'm hoping I have three players tonight. I have Kulusevski, uh, Kane and Saka. So I'm hoping there'll be some goals there tonight with them just to bring it up um, and maybe bring my rank up a little bit. But I was looking there on Twitter and um, I don't know if that's the way he pronounces it, but it's Laterizer12. He's uh, fancy football. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's, I think he's, he's from India. Actually, yeah. um, but... He put up a quote there and he was saying the top 50k should be the new 10k because of the amount of players and the amount of stats and the amount of people information that's out there. And when I looked at that, I kind of made me feel a bit better. I was like, you know what? I'm still in within that 50k and it's been a good season. I'm not going to let the... I did, to be honest, I did the best I could. I went with a minus four. I wasn't going to go... You go minus eight, minus 12. No points. It's, it's not much point, yeah. And the minus four worked out for me because I brought in Pickford, brought in uh, Michael Lenko, and they, both of them got me... Um, Pickford got 12, Michael Lenko got 14, so they brought me in, what's that, 26? Mm-hmm. Um, a minus four from that, 20, 22. So um, in terms of that, it, it was a good decision to do. And... Players from my team that did well, Cancelo, Cancelo, um, he got his 14 points. And as I said already, Michael Lenko, 
Um, Mount didn't play. I had Mount and Havertz in the first game. I think that's what got my rank as well. Um, the the first game, none of them played, and it's cost me a loss. So, but Mount made up for it in the second game, and he got 13, 13 points. Whereas Havertz, I have a defender, Marty, on the bench. Havertz only played one minute in the last two games, and he got one point. So if he hadn't played, I would have another six points coming on. Uh, but that's, uh, in hindsight, I would have maybe started the defender if I'd known, but um, what can you do? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of how my rank is and how I went and what's where I stand with that. Not so bad. Um, yeah, uh, I've actually uh, just been prompted on my screen here on Zoom that we only have like about nine minutes left of our meeting here. So <laughs> this, if this, if this cuts out, uh, apologies, but we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll trundle along and we'll, we'll see how we get on. Um, yeah. So just before we move off rank, I'll just, uh, mention, uh, another player in one of the mini leagues that I'm involved in. Uh, so I used to work with this guy. Uh, his name is Jamie Anders. So Jamie, if you're listening to this, uh, a shout out to yourself. Uh, we had a bet that I said to him before I left uh, my former former workplace, I said to him uh, that I would um, finish above him in the fantasy league. And at this, at this stage, I was maybe 50 or 60 points ahead of him. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's crept back into contention. And uh, last night, he scored 181 points off a bench Ooh. boost uh, last night. And uh, he had De Bruyne as his captain. So, um, like, absolutely unreal, unreal stuff. So if you're listening to this, Jamie, I know sometimes you do this to it. So uh, big up to you. Uh, that's that's serious. I know the, I think the record is 221. I had to look it up on, on Google or Twitter or whatever, but 221 points off a of bench boost. Still 181 points off, off that chip. And he shot straight to the top of that league. And he's well ahead of that as well. So fair play. Uh, it's always good to see big scores like that. Someone going for it. The watch list. I'm just going to briefly go through. You went through a couple of players that you're keeping an eye on. Uh, some players I have in here as well, the same as yourself. I have Bowen, three assists, finishing season strong. So it's good to see him back in the attacking returns. Son got himself a goal. He's having a great season. Uh, I don't think anyone can doubt that between last year and this year, he's probably one of the more popular FPL picks out there. And uh, Trossard's, one goal, two assists. I think he's Brighton's top option um, in the game. Will anyone will anyone go for any Brighton players at this at this stage of the season? Probably not. Probably not really interested. Man City attackers, take your pick: Sterling, De Bruyne, uh, Foden, Cancelo. It's all it's all uh, it's all the same thing there at this stage. You know, they all seem to weigh in with the attacking returns across the board. Uh, Emi Bondia of Aston Villa. Where has he been all year? This is a man that we talked about at the start of the season. Um, I definitely spoke about him a bit. If you go back to episode one of this podcast, you'll definitely hear me talking about him. And I wasn't the only one between him and your man, um, what's his name? Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey that signed for Villa. Yeah, remember yeah. him? Them two were were big, big names uh, when it came down to it. But we haven't seen him at all. Although he got himself a goal uh, the last day against uh, Burnley. Good to see that. Maybe next season he could be an option. Uh, Inketia, you've mentioned him already. Um, Vardy, 
two goals for Jamie Vardy. I love to own Jamie Vardy. I think he's a great option when he's in form. Um, hard to ignore. And finally, Lukaku, three goals in two games now. But again, uh, his price is probably the biggest stumbling issue. So what do you think of uh, Son? You have Son, don't Oh, no, you don't. You have Kane. Yeah. Son, if I was to go back and change my He's having team. a great season. He's having a great season, to be fair. He's kind of, you know, I, a player that... He is, yeah. He, he's been very, very impressive. If I was to go back and make the decision, I would have probably got Son instead of Kane. So it was either one or the other and got a cheaper striker. Okay. I have Salah in there, um, so I couldn't afford to get... I have Salah and Kane, so I couldn't afford to get Son. I, I find no, I have no way really. I don't think I will be able to own him. But if I was to go back, I would have went for Son because he's he's been incredible with his last few games and the last couple of months. His points points total, and Kulusevski has been impressive as well. He he's a man. We all looking at Diaz coming in January, but I think he came in in January as well, and he's been very impressive, very very good, and he's. Reasonable price. Yeah. So, yeah, he's someone that if he pushes on next season and if Spurs buy in another one or two players, they'll, and if Conte stays as well, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they could be looking for the top four. Okay, very good. Um, yeah, as I said, you know, so, some players you've mentioned already there uh, over the course of the weekend, uh, so we're not going to uh, repeat ourselves. But, um, yeah, definitely, I think the likes of Diaz, the likes of Son, they're going to be names next season that we're going to be going to be keeping an eye on. Um, I think uh, I was just thinking during the week there, we should definitely do like a full season review, uh, maybe a couple of weeks after the season has ended. So maybe you know myself, yourself, Dara, um, we'll I suppose pick the season apart. We'll do you know an extra long episode, maybe an hour long episode or something like that, and we'll go sure, through yeah. the, the good, the bad. Where we could have went better, how we used our chips, and could we've used them any better over the course of the season. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, I'll make sure to let everyone know in due course. And uh, if there's anything that you want us to pick the bones of about the season, uh, let us know at Fantasyland FPL on Twitter. No bother at all. Um, that is the rank watch list covered as well. Uh, we should move on to captaincy, maybe. You know what? Because I'm conscious now that this meeting might end, I'm gonna we're gonna take a short break here now, and we're gonna be back in a second, uh, and we're gonna talk about uh, captaincy, some of the best fixtures to target, and uh, some of our transfer plans for game week 37. So back in a bit. You're very welcome back to the Fantasyland FBL podcast. Apologies for the technical difficulties that we've had, but uh, yeah, literally Zoom is telling me off. It's telling me that I can't have a meeting any longer than 40 minutes. Well, you know what, Zoom? No, I, I'm not having it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to what you say. So we're back with a new meeting. <laughs> um, yeah, where were we? Uh, let's talk about some of the best fixtures for game week 37 uh, coming up in full oh let's see um let's see now i'd have the premier league website open in front of me i'm so disorganized 
very, very disorganized. Uh, so we have on Sunday, first of all, it's worth noting that the deadline for this week is uh, Game Week 37, Sunday, the 15th of May, 10.30 a.m. Okay, so um, it's a bit of a strange one. It's kind of, it reminds me of the deadlines that almost happen over the Christmas period. You know, when you're, you know, you've about three games in a week and the deadline is like 10 o'clock on St. Stephen's Day or something like that on the, on the morning of St. Stephen's Day, something mad. But um, yeah, just to run through the fixtures that are on, uh, there is three teams that have a double, Everton have a double, uh, Burnley have a double and Leicester have a double also. So uh, on Sunday at 12 o'clock, Spurs play Burnley, uh, Aston Villa play Palace at two, Leeds and Brighton, Watford and Leicester, West Ham and Manchester City, Wolves, Norwich, Everton, Brentford. Moving on then to Tuesday, the 17th, or Monday, the 16th of May, rather, uh, Newcastle and Arsenal. Then on Tuesday is Southampton and Liverpool. And finally, then on Thursday, there's three more games as Everton take on Crystal Palace, Aston Villa take on Burnley, and Chelsea take on Leicester. I'm gonna pick a I'm gonna pick a fixture of this now, um, straight off the bat. I think um it just sticks out straight away. Spurs and Burnley, Dara, what do you reckon? Spurs and Burnley. Uh yeah, I have a couple of players that I would uh look for that, and that fixture. Um, Harry Kane has had a good record against Burnley. I think he's someone that you could could target. The only thing is with him, maybe players might not be able to afford him. But if you have him in his team, I think if you have him in your team, I think he's someone to stick by. Maybe even a captaincy pick. Um, I know Burnley have two fixtures as well. Yeah, they play uh, Villa again in their second fixture. Yeah, it's so unusual, isn't it? I've never yeah. seen that happen before. Where well, I mean, if you, if you has it happened before? If you, if you, I think the only reason it's happening is because if you remember before Christmas, literally Burnley had about four or five games postponed in a row. Uh, so mm-hmm. literally, these are games okay. that literally should have been played, you know, uh, before Christmas. So it was COVID, was it a COVID yeah, issue? Maybe pretty much, yeah. Um, Burnley are someone that. They had come in, they were in a decent run of form, but again, the last, there's, there's nobody there that I could see. Wakehorse was someone that possibly, I, I got him when he came first, but I don't know if I trust any other no. players. Burnley, Burnley um, are going down there. Burnley are going down. Yeah, I, I, well, you're, you're as a Leeds <laughs> fan, you're hoping that for sure. <laughs> I, to, I'd be stuck. You, I'd be stuck to that game on Sunday. I, I think, I think Burnley... I think Burnley will go. And I do want to, I know United and Le- uh, Manchester United and Leeds United aren't the best of um, having the best relationship, but I think it's good to see, it would be good to see Leeds stay up because it took you long enough to get back. You went down and you're quite a big, big enough club. And I think that you should be there. And hopefully he, he, um, your manager. Uh, Jesse Marsh, yeah. Yeah, he, he if he gets a good run next year, um, you never know. It'll be interesting to see what it's he does. It's, it's hard to know because I think, like I was saying at the start, like we look, we look like shot of confidence. Like since, since the the days when, like I suppose Bielsa was was in charge, and we, lo- we were losing seven 0 to Man City and five 0 to Liverpool, and 
you know, f- four or two to Manchester United and we're just getting beat every week. I think a lot of the players' confidence look absolutely shot. And that is the only reason why I say, you know, it's hard to see the last two games, how Leeds mm. are going to turn it around, you know, on this losing streak. You know, mm. I mean, Burnley, Burnley have had a little bit of something. So that's kind of working for them. But literally, um, it'd be interesting to see, but I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, Rafina, Rafina is if if he can um, start performing and turn up and uh, just maybe get a goal or two in these next and assist the next couple of games, he's he's going to be crucial for you. Big time, big time. A lot of people saying he has his head turned by mm. you know where he's going to be going in the summer and stuff like that. But look, if Leeds stay up, he might stay. You know that's probably the the long and short of it. But. Spurs and Burnley, that's the first fixture that we kind of looking at. Is there anything else that takes your fancy there? Everton, well, Everton, I'm looking here at the teams that have the double game weeks. Um, Everton-Brentford is a game that I think Everton still will want the points. So I think it's a fixture that would be, would be important. And I think Brentford are, are safe now, so... That could be a fixture that that will be important. Um, like you're look, you're trying to look at games and fixtures that have something to 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 them for in terms of the points and teams that are looking past for, uh, to stay up from relegation and the Champions League uh, spots as well. Um, yeah. So maybe the, the Arsenal fixture as well for that fourth spot, and I think even Arsenal for the third spot. The way Chelsea are going, they're um, they're not in form at all. So Arsenal could find themselves in third place and Chelsea in fourth by the end of the season. Um, yeah, double games, double game week for the likes of Everton, um, Leicester, Villa, Palace, Burnley. And you might say, okay, well, Leicester, Villa and Palace haven't um, much to play for. But, but but looking at Villa and Palace, they've been on form recently, and the likes of um, Villa, Matty Cash, um, and Ollie Watkins has kind of proven me wrong. I remember I might have said it mm, two or three weeks ago, the yeah. second podcast or sure, was it the first one? Yeah, I I just thought he was a player that wasn't someone I wouldn't get in, but their fixtures were good and he's been getting the points in, in his fixtures. So he's someone that, that might, you might, we might, they might look at, uh, Palace, Zaha, maybe, um, and even a punt on Klein, cheap defender. He's playing every game. But the thing about the likes of Palace, um, like you just don't know because they haven't much to play for. Yeah. You don't know how yeah. their fixtures are going to go. Um, whereas the likes of Everton, they're playing Brentford and Palace at home. They have a good fixture, so their players might be worth targeting as well. Do you, Leicester, think, do you think Everton are safe? I don't know. I think so, yeah. I think something has clicked there recently uh, over the last couple of fixtures, and they have two fixtures against two teams that haven't much to play for. So if Everton turn up and they perform, they should be able to want it more. Like They should be able to beat Brentford. They should be able to beat Palace. So yeah, I would say they're safe now. And yeah. I think so too. I think I yeah. thought they were going to get drawn into uh, a bit of a scrap there. I think if they lost to Leicester last weekend, they would be firmly in in the scrap with us and mm. Burnley. So yeah, I think they're probably okay. Even though I hate to see Frank Lampard, you know, getting out of that. Like, <laughs> I'd love, love to see 
Uh, it's not even about Everton. I don't mind Everton that much, but just Frank Lampard as a manager. Oh my God. It's just, you know, the, the days of him as Derby manager still rings in my head. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd say he's safe, though. I'd say he's all right for another year. But, um, yeah, you're right. Everton, they're two fairly attractive fixtures. Um, you're right. They should want more. They should probably beat definitely one of two uh, of Brentford and Crystal Palace. Burnley. You have Leicester there as well. Sorry, Steve. You have Leicester, but they are being so unpredictable. Yeah, very inconsistent. And they have two games, but they're playing hot. Watford at home, and then I think it's Chelsea, Chelsea away. Mm-hmm. Madison, Barnes, possibly two. I got rid of Madison recently. They're unpredictable. Barnes could turn up. Um, Madison could show up, but you want a bit of consistency going into these. Yeah. And that's the problem with Leicester. I think all season they've been inconsistent. Like they've been very kind of, you know, first of all, you don't know who their who their own out attackers are going to be every single week because it we went through a stage of, you know, Pats and Daka plays and Vardy plays and Ian Acho plays. Vardy's been out for a while, obviously, and then you don't know who's going to play between the, the attackers they've left. And yeah. yeah, it's very unpredictable. So um, I'll probably steer clear of that. Um, finally, uh, before we go, captaincy. Is there any? Is there any three, maybe two names that you can pick out straight away for captaincy that you like? Yeah, possibly uh, Kane against Burnley. Um, but then also double game week player. So if you have. Any of those players, maybe Everton, the likes of Richarlison, which I don't have, it could be an option. Uh, you can go for a punt on a, a Villa player like a Matty Cash or someone like that. You, they have two games. It might be worth it just to throw the dice, depending on what position you're in. And if you're looking to get points, it could be worth a punt. And if they do come 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 good, you, you have a head start on whoever you're playing that week or it's the points in your league. Um, for myself, yeah, Kane or possibly a double game week player. If you had De Bruyne, which I don't have, he could be someone who's on form. They're out of all the cups, so he's going to probably start in every game. Pep seems to favour him and the likes of Cancelo as well. Um, like an Edison, obviously, they consistently seem to play. Um, did I say I said double game week, but maybe. Uh, I think I might have said already, Richarlison is someone that mm-hmm. yeah. so you're looking at. So they would be the options that I would be looking at um, for next week. Yeah, I think for myself, then, uh, you know, I'm probably leaning towards a different kind of pick, to be honest, you know, because if I go with the safe pick, like everybody else, then, you know, I'm not going to make up any ground. Um, and I'd like to try and make up a bit of ground for the last two game weeks of the season. These literally are the last two game weeks of the season because uh, we're going into 37 and then 38 is the final game of the season. So I think, you know, I'm looking at Southampton and Liverpool. Uh, Southampton are safe, obviously. Um, Liverpool, unless City slip up against West Ham, you know, and open the door, there might be something, but I doubt it. Like I said at the top of the podcast, I can't see can't see City letting their foot off the gas. Now I don't think it's going to happen. I would consider captain and Salah. You know, I don't think some. Well, a lot of people might captain Salah, but after De Bruyne's performance against Wolves during the week, there's always a chance he could be a more popular pick. 
Um, yeah, looking at the likes of who else? The Spurs players. I suppose anytime Spurs play, I love to, you know, look at the idea of Son. Son's always been a pretty good captain option for myself. Um, as you said, they play Burnley. Moving on then to, you know, back to, you know, the City players again, Cancelo. Cancelo was kind of a one-off thing for myself this week. You know, it just ended up being okay. And Newcastle and Arsenal. Newcastle looked like they're kind of solid enough, even though they lost 5-1 five, five against City, or 5-0 rather against City last weekend. Still could be a tough enough game for Arsenal, but if you wanted to go that way, inclined for one of the Arsenal players. And Would you consider a token gesture for Seamus Coleman for Everton? You never know. You never know. That could be... That could be it could be something. Captain, does he even dude. does he even start for them anymore? Yeah, he's been starting right back. Yeah, wow. I think so. He must maybe he, um, his appearances are creeping right up now, aren't they? Double game week. You never know. Maybe I might take you up on that. You never know. It could be uh, <laughs> it could be the best thing I've done this season, or not. Um, yeah. So that is game week thirty six covered, and we've had a look at game week thirty seven. So I think. You know, for anyone like myself that's chasing rank at this stage now, um, I don't think I'm going to win any of my mini leagues. Um, I might have been in contention in one of them for a while. Uh, but now it's just a case of trying to get closer to that 100k. I think if I finish around 100k, like I say every week, uh, I'll be happy enough. And uh, Dara, for yourself, I think consolidating that 50k position or higher uh, is probably what you're looking to do for the rest of the season. So, yeah. That is pretty much uh, it now. Um, yeah, there's nothing else to cover almost straight away. I think uh, we... Uh, I just checked there and it was... Um, yeah, he didn't triple captain. Remember I mentioned earlier about one of our friends, Joe Comfy. He actually... He had him as captain. He got 30 points. De Bruyne got 30. He got okay. yeah. 24 in one game and six in the other. So, yeah, he got 60 points overall. Wow. Amazing. So, and this is the same. I think points. I think I think I remember in the group chat as well. Uh he said a few weeks ago that uh he's so done with this game and uh you know he's he's finished and all this. And we'll have, no, we'll have to get him on. We'll have to get him on to explain himself at the end he, of the season. He'll be delighted with the mention now. He'll be over the moon. Yeah, yeah. Well, Joe, if you're listening, and I know you do listen occasionally, you're one of our top fans. Uh congratulations. And uh, you know. Hopefully, when you're playing average next week, uh, you won't do as well. <laughs> 117 points he's on. 117. Jeez. Has he any Arsenal or, Arsenal or Spurs players, has he? He has. He's Kane, Kulusevsky, Saka to play, and Cedric. He's four. Wow. And he's beating our other friend, Michael Moran. Michael Moran's Which top is- of the league now in that head-to-head, isn't he? He's tough, but if I can beat average and Joe beats Michael, we're back in contention. You can never rule out average. <laughs> They're having a good season. <laughs> right, that's it. We're not going to keep you here any longer. Technical difficulties aside and everything else, we got through it. Hopefully, the two parts of this podcast will be available on Spotify um, for, for you guys to listen to. So if you, yeah, if you like the podcast, let us know at Fancyland FPL. Um, follow us if you like on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and we'll be back again next week to preview the final game week 
of the season. It is 38th the final game week, isn't it? Yeah, 38th the final game week. Um, yeah, very very sad times. We're going to miss the Premier League over the course of the uh, over the summer. But um, yeah, all that's left to do is wish everyone the best of luck for game week 37. We'll be back again next week. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Dara, any, 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 any mentions? Best of luck, everyone, again. Second last game week. And yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Steve. No bother. We'll talk to you next week and uh, take care. Good luck.